gospel lesson this morning comes from Luke, as the kid said. Uh, Luke chapter 5, verses uh, 1 through 11. This is an appropriate gospel lesson for us today, as later on today in, in the service we will install our um, class of 2024 and one person in the class of 2023 of our elders installed ordained installed two and ordained two um installed three and ordained two and this is in our we meet jesus um as jesus goes in the beginning of luke as jesus calls his first disciples to follow him once again i invite you to listen to the word of our lord Once while Jesus was standing beside the, the lake of Genesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him, the word of God, to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and they were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out in the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, you have worked here all night long but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came, they filled both boats, so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee who are partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Each morning when we wake up, many of us, lay there feeling the warmth of our bed and the um, security of our, our blankets uh, to be suddenly woken up a second time with the anxieties of the day, our to-do list, the state of the world, this ongoing pandemic that, pandemic that seems like it's never going to end, wondering if today will be just like the day before and the day before that, different day, but same routines. Same anxieties, same weariness. Of course, uh, Seth Godin wrote this week, spiders, dolls, and horses prefer if the world doesn't change, but humans are different. A change is fuel for growth and possibilities, and it's easy to lure ourselves into a media-fueled commercial stupor, digging in even deeper rut, same job, same debt, same story, same drama, same you fill in the blank. I wonder, I wonder if this was like the feeling the crowd that was pressing in on Jesus felt that day. Notice, 
That this, um, as we talk about the kids, this is not um, part of this. is not a healing story, as you think of healing stories. There are no baskets of food, and there are or there are no persons being um, being who are blind being brought to see again. But let's not mistake this story for what it is. This story is a healing story. It's a story of Jesus healing us from a life. That lacks depth to revealing God's story. One of love, forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Sure, we get the hard news from the blaring headlines. But what the media outlets really want us to pay attention to, what the media outlets really want us to share, is the latest news of keeping up with the Kardashians. We live in a county where your children, the children of our church, Go to school with 150 other children who are homeless. But the world tells us the story that we need to care about is a $100 million NFL free agent contract. And not to mention the ongoing weirdness that we all have from the pandemic and the story of whose fault it is. This side wants to blame the liberals. This side wants to blame the conservative. It's as if we all wake up... Different situation, same story. Day after day, same debt, same drama, same story, same song. And if we pay attention, if we pay attention to what we see around us in the world, what we find are people that are hungry. Not the crowd pressing in on Jesus. Hungry for a different message. A message of death. A message moving us from the shallow ends to the deep waters of life. The story of Groundhog Day, you may remember this movie, is about a self-absorbed man played by Bill Murray, forced to live the same day over and over and over again. When Groundhog Day uh, famed director Harold Ramis died a few years ago, one of the cast reflected on the biggest scandal of the film. When we were at the end of the first week of shooting, Harold uh, shot this huge scene with Bill Murray when Bill Murray realizes that the time has stopped and he is living in a world of no consequences at all. And so Bill Murray spray paints the room in, in, in his inn. He cuts his hair into this big mohawk. He, he takes a chainsaw to the place and cuts down every single piece of furniture, knowing that in the morning everything would be put back to normal. It was a really difficult uh, an expensive shot uh, to, to shoot. It took three days. Everything that was destroyed had to be rebuilt. Paint had to be cleaned from the walls. The set had to be restored from different different um, camera angles. Bill Mohawk, Bill's uh, Mohawk toupee cost thousands. Harold shot the scene, looked at it, and threw it away. He replaced it with simplicity itself, with less that took the crowd to a deeper place. Bill's about to go to sleep. He breaks a pencil and puts two pieces on his nightstand. The next morning, cut to Sonny and Cher on the radio. Bill wakes up and the pencil is whole. When I saw this, 
the cast member said in a packed theater. The audience gasped. Harold had the courage to tell the story his own way. What Jesus offers the crowd that day, what he offers us every day, is the courage to receive God's story in God's way. Life out of death, hope out of despair, love in every unlikely broken place. Notably, Jesus does not send the crowd, Simon Peter, James, or John, to, away to some retreat. He doesn't send them to a mountaintop to find depth in the world. Jesus instead comes to them in the unlikely broken place of their normal routine. We can accuse Jesus of being some backseat fisher. Fisherman, uh, when he told the weary fisherman, you are in the middle of this, who are in the middle of this routine, this routine of this mundane task of cleaning nets. He tells them then to, to head back out. Put down your nets again, but this time in deeper water. At Jesus' call, they head out. They go to the depths. They let down their nets. The catch was so great that their nets were about to break, and all in the um, area had to come and work together to bring them in. Famously, Jesus tells them that from now on, you'll be catching people. This translation misses the dynamic in Greek. That Jesus has been telling Peter that he will be taking or saving men and women alive for God's work. To take men and women alive is very different image than simply just catching them as though they are to be consumed. The Greek verb here describes rescue from the perils of death. Not creatures and that writhing in their last gasp. This is about people living the life of God's good news in its complete fullness. This all happens in the deep waters. What does being in deeper waters look like for you and for me? For us living in the United States in the 21st century, it begins with doing less. Giving each other a space to breathe. Permission to ask questions to the story of the world. Permissions to question God, to listen to challenges around us, listen to where God is calling us, forming deeper relationships and deeper understandings, which is never easy. And why I think many of us like to be busy. Being busy gives us permission to stay in a shallow end, where it's often safe. We, we know exactly what to expect in the shallow end. In the shallow end, we can see the bottom of the lake. In the shallow end, we can anticipate conversations and have answers already prepared. In the shallow end, remaining, we remain in control of the situation. We can control our vulnerability. We can control the outcome. In the deep waters, not so much. The deep waters are dark. We're unsure of... Of what? Of who is beneath? We proceed with caution. 
In the deep waters is often times where people panic. In the deep waters is often times where we find people who drown. This transition of shallow to the deep is scary. And God knows this. And this is why God's first words to anyone that God meets is, do not be afraid. And why God sent Jesus to live with you and me. And notice what Jesus tells Simon when he says to go deeper. Jesus does not say, hop out. Um, Jesus does not then hop out of, bo- of the boat and say, good luck, boy voyage. Good luck, Simon. Instead, Jesus stays. Jesus always stays. And together, you and Jesus go deeper. Then notice what happens after the catch. They ask for help. With Jesus in the boat, Simon and Jesus both, they ask for help. They send on the others to come and help. When we go deeper, we not only need Jesus with us, but we need one another. To go deeper requires community. Somewhere over the last 40 years, Christians have come to believe that all we need is some personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We've moved in this sit and and get transaction. I come to church, I sit and I get a message, and then I leave. And Jesus says, that's not true. That is living in the shadow ends of one's faith. Sure, many of us faith journeys begin with a one-on-one relationship with Jesus. Maybe it began in some dark place of our own. Maybe it started in the shadow waters where we just needed something more out of life. Yearning for something new, and together with Jesus, we begin to go deeper. But whenever we are with Jesus, Jesus always takes us into community. Every page of the Bible points to community. There are days when I need you to hold my hand. And there are days when you need me to cry for you. And there are days when together we need to give each other high fives for for excitement. And there's ordinary days and ordinary days upon ordinary days upon ordinary days. We need each other to point out God's love and God's grace and God's mercy in this world. And every parent, and every grandparent, and every uncle and aunt and family friend in this room needs you to tell our children a different story than the shallow story of this world. And together, together, We need to open up scripture and reflect on it. Me sharing my thoughts and you, your thoughts, openly confessing that the community God calls us into is made up of people with different views, different ideologies, different political parties, likes, personalities, and histories. William Sloan Coffin, a renowned Presbyterian and, and author, has said it well, the miraculous catch was not the haddock or the chad or whatever else. 
Simon Peter and the rest of them caught that day. But the fact that Simon Peter and the rest were caught up, even as we are, in the net of Christ's love. Which reminds me, as we go deeper, not only will others be caught up into, in this net of love, but we and you and me are to be included. And for a world where unhappiness is at the highest rate in 50 years, the anxiety disorder is the most common mental illness in the United States, and the suicide rate for our children has increased every year since 2007. In that world, the tales of a shallow story of scarcity, I wonder how many of us really believe that there's enough of God's love for you and I to be included. And Simon Peter questioned the story of God's abundant love. As soon as everyone came to help and the fish were all pulled in, Simon drops to his knees and tells Jesus, go away. He cries out, I am a sinful man. I am a sinful man. In other words, what he's saying is, I am not worthy of your love. I am not worthy to be included. Go away from me. Henry Nowen once confessed he was plagued by this terrible dream. It was, it was always the same dream over and over. He would always be traveling to some distant city, and he would run into someone he had met in high school. He knew him from high school, and his dream would turn into this terrifying as a high school classmates would turn to him and say, Henry, Henry, I have not seen you in years. What have you done in your life? This question would always turn into judgment. He had done so many good things in his life, but there is some deep pain and hardship that also sat with him. At times where he had felt as if he had let himself down and others in God. And that question, what have you done with your life, left him without knowing what story to tell. Where to start? What to leave out? What to highlight? How should he possibly account for his life? It was years later when he had a different dream. This time he dreamed that he died. And he went to heaven. It was a really, one of those really very vivid dreams. He was waiting outside the throne room of God, just waiting and standing in the front of the Almighty. He could feel himself shivering with fear. He knew that God would be surrounded with smoke and with fire, and he, would, he could hear God with his deep voice, Henry, Henry, what have you done with your life? But then in the dream, in the dream, the doors opened to God's throne room. The room was filled with light. And from the room, he could hear God speaking with a gentle voice, Henry, Henry. It's good to see you. I hear you had a rough trip, but I would love to see your slides. And Simon Peter is on his knees, begging for Jesus to depart. The good news is that Jesus does not depart. 
Jesus stays. Not only does he stay, Jesus says to Peter the same message that God says to everyone that God meets, do not be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people alive. You too are included in Christ's net of love. It's Jesus' perfect love that casts out our fear. And while we need Jesus to move from the shallow ends, the shallow ways of this world into the deep waters that Christ offers to you and to me. To do less and to go deeper is not some neat slogan by some church in the year of 2022. What it means, take a breath. Pay attention to the world around you. Look for God's love. It's a matter of life and death. And not life after death. Jesus took care of that on the cross. Instead, another alternative for death in the shallow waters. Where we continue to try and try and try, but yet we continue to come up empty. Instead, Jesus is offering us life today, giving us courage to receive God's story in God's way. Life out of death, hope out of despair, love casting out all fears. Jesus is here with me and with you calling Villington Presbyterian Church to go deeper and deeper and deeper. deeper. Oh, by the way, as we go deeper, the joy that we see, the joy that we feel will be so present that we can't help uh, but to share it with the world. A world that is hungry and tired of empty nets.